everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Projangers and Wallhangers, a very well-long-weighted return to the format. So, uh, Jim and I have been, we've been having some very, very busy schedules and finally having, having the time to meet up. Uh, we have recorded a couple things in the past, but the uh, time has gone along too far to actually post it up, but we'll save that for like a rainy day when we can't do anything. But, uh, so let's get right into it. I know you and I, we had some ideas for this, for this podcast. And, uh, so to start, let's just go on with the wrestling because the pay-per-view was last night. You said it was horrible, uh, more like atrocious. You were also Notre Dame in a couple things, which is that neither, you know, it could be either a good or a bad thing. But to tell you the, the interest level that I've had, I fell asleep. So I'm going to rely on you uh, pretty much to, to to go over the whole pay-per-view as far as the matches and everything. So I'm going to let you take it away. All right. Well, I mean, uh, the, uh, the pay-per-view itself is called Fast Lane. Um, it should have been called Bike Lane because it was really, it was really, really slow moving. Um, you know, it's... It, <clears throat> Yeah, you got the they had the tag team titles. You know, Gallows and Anderson retained against Enzo and Cass in a very, very terrible match. Um actually it was it was good for Enzo and Cass, but it was bad for Gallows and Anderson as far as, you know Gallows and Anderson being better wrestlers. Um but, you know, they, they won by uh by cheating as they normally do, so I can see them trying to carry this uh, this out a little bit with Enzo and Cass and uh, Gallows and Anderson. To, get, to give uh, Enzo and Cass a little bit more heat into WrestleMania to kind of spotlight I, them. Yeah, I, I can see it. I mean, they, they they made it look like they were going to win a couple times, and you know, at the end, Enzo had his foot on the rope, and uh, one of them came up and pushed his foot off while he was being pinned. So they won off of that. Um. You know, the, it was, like I said, it was slow, and it, it was not really my cup of tea. Um, the Women's Championship match, it was okay. It, it was very sloppy at times. Uh, Bailey looked a little slow and off of her game. Um, Charlotte was just as athletic and crazy as ever, but, you know, she was actually crying at the end of the match because that was her first pay-per-view loss. But uh, Bailey... Bailey, you know, she's not that good of a wrestler, I think. And Charlotte, throughout the whole match, kept just calling her a fan. Oh, you're you're just a fan. I'm the star. You're just a fan. And there were times in the match where it really looked like Bailey was an amateur. Um, and then of course she had some help. From, she had some help from Sasha Banks, which I can see Sasha turning on her very soon because they're way too buddy buddy. Um. <clears throat> You know, so, so can I can I get your opinion of with Bailey now versus Bailey in NXT? Which version do you like better? Oh, NXT by far, by far. I, I feel like she's gotten a little too um, lax. I don't, I don't want to say she's not training as hard, but I think she takes the matches maybe not as seriously as she should. Um, you know, obviously I'm, I'm speculating, but she, like I said, she looks slower. Um, 
she actually doesn't look as cut up as she did when she first came up either. So she might have put on a little bit of weight. Maybe they have her doing some heavier weight training. I don't know. But, yeah, I, I would prefer the NXT. I, I thought she had a little, bit, a little bit more pizzazz, you know. And now it's just like, you know, you're just rolling her out there. She doesn't really do anything that really makes you go, wow. You know, it's she has her belly to belly and... You know, she'll, she'll hit you with a couple uh, strikes here and there, but I mean, like I said, she doesn't wow me. Um, she she seemed to have a lot more polish in NXT versus now, but you also see that that's just you know the only person that you know can say that that I know it's kind of hard because a lot of the a lot of the people coming up from NXT, you know. They may have that. They just seem like flashes in the pan now. Like NXT really highlighted them because it was very or had that very organic feel. Now you bring them up and you put them on a prime time show, whether it is Raw or SmackDown. Happened. It's happening more on the Raw side than than on SmackDown because of the hour difference between both shows. Yeah, but that but, that shouldn't make a difference when it comes to a. Uh to a pay-per-view. You don't have that extra no, hour. You have the same running time. But you're, you're, you're diving too much. Like, so, you and I, we, we went back and forth on a, on a suggestion back when, you know, doing half and half for each pay-per-view. You don't have to have 19. Just highlight the best spots of each brand, and then you can highlight another three wrestlers every other pay-per-view. So, you're giving these people too many, uh, you're giving these, the, the talent too much time to focus in, alright, well, now we got to do a build for this, for this, now we got to do a build for this pay-per-view. You know, there's no more slow build, so, you know, they can't, it's less time to iron it out, like, what works and what doesn't work in a W inside a match. That's just my feeling. Well, there's there's a couple things that go into that. You know, pay-per-views. You know, there's something really crazy going on with your phone. It sounds like you're getting electrocuted or something. But uh, I'm always getting electrocuted. <laughs> but uh, you know, pay-per-views. <laughs> pay-per-views in and of itself, even when you go to you know boxing and MMA and stuff like that. Pay-per-views are usually championship matches. Now, last night they had a couple matches that weren't championship matches that were unnecessary. Like, they rolled out fucking Jinder Mahal and Rusev, you know, because they want to go and do their own single thing and blah, 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 blah. Well, they had Jinder Mahal go up against Cesaro. Cesaro looks like he's beat up or something. Like, he's hurt. Like, he was holding his back, and I think it might be legitimate. But uh Yeah. That was that sucked. And then, you know, Rusev Rusev and Jinder Mahal beat each other up before their matches started. Jinder Mahal had the first match. He went up against uh Cesaro and then, you know, Rusev came back after Mahal threw him through one of the, the walls. Rusev came back and he had a match against Big Show. Well, Big Show beat that ass because they're trying to give him a little bit of a push, I think. Because now he's now he's back in shape. I think he wants one last run. But um, 
You know, they, they were both unnecessary matches. They did nothing for any storyline, you know, and there was no titles being changed. So they were totally unnecessary. All they, they were time fillers because they had no more titles. That's the thing. I just... It's unfortunate that... You and I said it again. You know, SmackDown seems to be the better show. And, it, you know, having this raw exclusive pay-per-view demonstrates that. Well, do you also have the, the issue of the talent on both rosters being watered down? You know, when you have these rosters the way that they are, and you, you, you don't have guys going back and forth between the shows, you know, you're going to run out of storylines with the guys you have. So, you know, every once in a while they need to go through and do some trades or do a redraft or, you know, bring up these guys from NXT. You know, the Samoa Joe's uh, Sami Zayn match wasn't bad. But, you know, it, it was obvious that Samoa Joe was going to win because, you know, the unstoppable force blown up. And they labeled him as a destroyer. Yeah, he, he is the destroyer. So, you know, if, if Triple H actually does do that staple, you know, he's a good guy to head that staple off. Like, he's, he's the obvious muscle. So that, you know, I can see that, and that works. Um, Sami they just don't know what to do with Sami Zayn. They really don't. And I, I honestly really don't even like him anymore. Uh, I, I think a lot of these need to kind of find what brought them to the dance to begin with, not, not just saying, oh, he's the underdog. Well, then that's the other thing is the... Uh, the commentary, the commentary, it's just atrocious. I mean, we don't need to know, like, we already know you've said it, like, six or seven times within the same match. Within the first, like, within the same 20 minutes, it's like, how much heart this wrestler has, and, you know, how, you know, how much fight he has. Like, we know. You've already identified it. Thank well, you for being captured. That's all they are. They're full of cliches now. Like, they have no original material to talk about. The best, the best commentary that there was was at the 205 match with Neville and Jack Gallagher, which I honestly thought was the best match of the night, and that's terrible. That is awful. Now I like the cruiserweights. Don't get me wrong. I think that they, you know, they're able to do a lot of different things, and they have, um, you know, a lot of ability. Like I really like Neville. I'm, I'm glad they're actually using him more, and he's healthy. And I like Jack Gallagher, but at the same time. You know, if that is the highlight of your your pay per view, and you have these these championship matches, like what the hell is going on? Yeah, I just I I, I can't fathom. So, I understand. It's like, yes, WWE is a publicly traded company, and with that comes watering down the product. But just because the overall storytelling. Like, the majority of your storytelling should be in the middle of that ring. The majority of it. We'll say like 75-80% of that. Yeah. The other 20% needs, you need to actually have some charisma in order to carry yourself on a microphone. You should not be able to, you know, fumble your way through, you know, you being like 
Roman Reigns is a classic example because you know he's the big dog. He's just yeah. you know. I don't. I, I don't even want to hear. I don't even want to hear his name anymore, dude. I'm so sick of them shoving Roman Reigns down our throats. Like it is disgusting. There's no way anybody in the world could beat Braun Strowman one on one in real life. Yet they have in real life now. Yet they have Roman Reigns going out there because you know he's the big dog and you know he's, he's Vince's lap dog and they got to give him a push because Vince likes his look. He's he's big and buff and tatted with the long hair and the chiseled jawline. I don't know what their intentions are. But if they give him another title before they give some of these other guys shots, there's going to be hell to pay from the fans. Oh, yeah, I know. It's Not to mention... As much as a... Uh... Go ahead, go ahead. Not good, dude. As much as I would say I would cancel the network, I wouldn't cancel the network just because I can look at all the back catalog. I wouldn't have to... I could still entertain myself with... NWA, the Federation era, you know, the the pre-Attitude era, then the Attitude era, and then, you know, I would probably end it around, right around maybe 2005, 2006. Maybe up to the 1000th Raw episode. That would be, that would be 20, 2012. After right. that, I really don't need to, I really don't need to watch it. I only watch it just to, because it's, Right now, it's just, it, unfortunately, and I hate to say this, it's just habit. Be like, oh, Monday, I'll just throw in wrestling. I don't really, you know, and, and while I'm doing that, Raw has become so watered down that I'm sitting there playing PS4 on my computer monitor across the, across the way. I have Raw playing in the background just so I can hear it. Dude, I'll be honest. There's times where I'll be doing something on Monday, and I'll be like, oh, Raw's on. Eh, no big deal. I'll get the updates. Because I really don't even give a shit what's happening in the ring because it's so dumb. It's so dumb. Like, I'm really I'm really looking forward to Mick Foley leaving and bringing in Kurt Angle as the GM. I really think that's going to happen. I, I, I've read stuff about it happening. You know, there's reasons. I, I think I think actually Kurt Angle's supposed to be there tonight. Oh, okay. So, well, that, that gives me incentive to watch. Yeah, that might actually be worth watching then. However, oh, and by the way, I don't know if you saw, Rick Rude is the new, uh, the newest inductee to the Hall of Fame. That's about damn time. Yes, yes. But you know, that's that's a whole other ball game. But you know, getting back to this, like Raw, I, I, I can take it or leave it at times. Like I do look forward to SmackDown because you know I at least know because, like you said, of the shorter runtime. I'm going to get more things piled in, and I'm not going to be bored, and I'm not going to see, you know, stupid matches that have no story attached to them just for, you know, filler. Like, it's, it's, it's old. It's, it's, it's tired. Like, and that, that's, that's their biggest problem. Like, and I still believe that Vince is, the, is the, the problem, you know, of everything. He doesn't want to relinquish anything. You know, Hunter, Hunter should be in charge, honestly. Yeah, but you know, that's I know I know Hunter is chomping. I know he's chomping at the bit just to gain some type of to headway, and he yeah. did. He did gain headway when he 
brought in NXT, changed him from SCW to NXT. And him, you know, you know, taking that ball, Clay, and manipulating it the way he did with the talent at the time that he had was amazing. I mean, he did bring in, you know, yes, he did bring in Ambrose. Yes, he did bring in Roman Reigns. He did bring in Seth Rollins. But they were nobodies. And then while they were in NXT, they had their own individual identity, an identity that they were told to cultivate on their own, not something that was shoved down their throat, then in turn shoved down ours. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Like, Hunter Hunter knows how to evaluate talent. Hunter knows what guys are good on the mic, what guys aren't. He doesn't just see how they look and be like, oh, well, I can do something with this. Like, no, it's not just about the look anymore. And, you know, Vince is way out of touch with that. And until he actually relinquishes a little bit of the creative license to, you know, some of these other guys, like, hell, bring Freddie Prince Jr. back as a writer. That was some of the best writing that they had. Yeah. <laughs> And that sucks to say, but he's actually a fan, and he knew what the people wanted to see. And I'm not saying every storyline that he or any of the other writers rolled out were always perfect. But you know what? There was at least attempts to be different. There was at least attempts to be, like, new. Now it's just it's the same shit. You're, you're trying to do the same things you did with the Attitude Era, minus the Attitude. So it's, it's not going to work. It's, so the mo- it's the moderate aggression era. That's what it is. Yeah, it's, uh, and even that, it's, they should be called the adequate at best era. <laughs> uh, to, to get back to this pay-per-view, um, you know, it's, you look at that, the last match, Kevin, Kevin Owens and Goldberg, like it was literally 22 seconds or 26 seconds or whatever the hell it was. It was awful. And the only reason that Goldberg even had the opportunity to get to Owens was because Owens came in the ring. They were telling him to ring the bell. They played Jericho's music. He came out. Owens went, was looking at him. They rang the bell, and Goldberg attacked, and it was over. That's it. Like, the man cannot wrestle for more than two minutes. So what the hell is the point of any of this? So you mean to tell me that he's going to be this dominant in the matches that he's been in? and then he's going to lose the belt to Brock Lesnar just because Lesnar all of a sudden is, is better and more hungry. Like, I, this shit doesn't work. I mean, especially when you... How many guys over 50 have you actually been able to put over? Yeah, I, I don't believe any of this with Goldberg. And I, it sucks I don't. I feel, I feel like they're chopping him down. I, he used to be great. Like, his legacy was that of greatness. You know, he was one of those guys that couldn't be beaten. Now it's like, okay, well, you're still trying to sell me that shit, and this guy, you know, looks like me when I'm 60, and, you know, I, I don't, I just don't see him. Like they said, they even said Kevin Owens was 14 when uh, Goldberg won his first title at WCW. 14, 1998. Like, I was going into eighth grade. And now they're still trying to tell me this guy is being a monster? Like, I'm sorry. I'd rather see Braun Strowman go up against anybody. Anybody. Believable. Well, he's he's a big 
strong, fast, athletic dude. Like, he went up on the top rope last night against RR. I'm not saying his name. But he went up, <laughs> he, went on, he went on the top rope, and he missed because, you know, the other guy moved out of the way. But, you know, the things that he was doing and the beating that he was actually taking from, you know, the Samoan with the long hair, there was... <laughs> Like, that was the only thing that was actually decent, you know. He gave him a little bit of a run, made it seem, okay, well, you know, eventually Strowman's going to come back. And then he had to hit two two of the Superman punches and two spears to do it. So, I would rather see Braun Strowman against anybody than Goldberg, you know, and Lesnar for the third time or the fourth time or whatever the hell this is. Like, the shit is old. The shit is done. I, I'm I'm really, really... I'm on board with my brother because my brother said, you know, if Raw tonight sucks, he's done. Because we were actually considering getting tickets to Raw, the one that's coming up before Mania, and we're contemplating not even wasting our money. That's how bad it is. At this point, at this point, I'm... I'm I'm glad Linda and I didn't spend the money um, regarding, you know, that, uh, you know, purchasing tickets for all. We were debating it just because, you know, she, I took her through a show in December, and she loved it, and she, she had a really good time. And, you know, and we went back and forth, and I told her, asked me, you know, asked me in February, and I said, I told her that I told her the truth. I really don't like the storylines right now because they're, they're just it's really just bullshit. Just there being shoved down. There would have to be something really, really, really crazy and phenomenal to happen for me to really want to go to this raw and for me to even want to watch raw at all. It's not I mean, at this point, at this point, you're better off to you know. If I really wanted to, like I can, I can go, go, you know, go get rid of my cable subscription altogether and just go to Hulu Plus and and watch a condensed version of Raw and still be satisfied because then I know I'm getting the best parts of it. I'm not getting the crap that's being shoved down my throat. Yeah, and the the, the stupid promos and you know show me show me uh you know one more time. Paul Heyman talking about how great Brock Lesnar is. Like it's, I'm done. Like I, I really, I'm really not even contemplating anymore. Like I'm just, I think I might just be done. Like it's, and until I do something that that really intrigues me and makes me feel like, hey, I really can't miss Raw tonight, or hey, I, I, I DVR'd that, I got to go back and watch it. Like until I do something like that, I don't know how I can justify actually wasting three hours of my life to watch it. Yeah, see, that's that's the thing. I can't I can't justify that either. Um, I only have it on as as now at this point ambient noise. I don't like. I'm usually doing something else with my son, or I'm you know um, you know hanging out with Linda, or, or or I'm playing a game, or you know. But that to say that it it has my hundred percent focus, I would be lying my ass off. Yeah, me too. Very, All right, it's very, so it's very disheartening, especially when yes, it you is. know, especially when I mean I know myself. I've been watching wrestling for over thirty years, 
So same you know, here. And I, I I did take a little hiatus for you know a little while just because it was probably right around the time that you were talking about like 2012, like around there. Like I think I just stopped watching because I got to the same point where I'm feeling right now. But you know I, I don't I don't want to get to that point because I love wrestling. I used to watch it with you know my great grandpa and my dad and my brother and. You know, WrestleMania is always around my birthday, so I can remember years, you know, a few years in a row having my WrestleMania party at my grandma's house, and I had a bunch of cousins and my dad and my brother. Like, we were all sitting there watching, having a good time. Like, now, it's like, well, why? Well, I, that, don't, I don't want to waste my that time. Goes, see, that goes to say something, though. So, back in the day, before, so this is going to be free network. We're not even going to go back. So, Network came out in 2013, 2014? 2014. 2014. All right. 2014. So, Network came out. At WrestleMania, it came out. Or the the pay-per-view prior. So, prior to that, in order to be in no, you had to have, if you wanted to watch it live, you had to go to a bar, a friend's house, or order the pay-per-view yourself. So, you always had some type of camaraderie with the group that you were with. So, it made it that much more special. You don't have that anymore. So, yes, even though, even though I know the, the, the reason why they did the network is to kind of cut out being essentially financially raped every time that they wanted to put a pay-per-view on because then NBC, Comcast, Universal needs to have their cut. DirecTV needs to have their cut. Dish needs to have their cut. Like, I understood why they did it. And financially, from from a content standpoint, it was an awesome idea. But you lose some of that, some of that extra value meaning behind having those friends over. And the numbers that were generated for the pay-per-view and the traction from social media garnered a lot more push to say, okay, this is what's working because the numbers said so. This is what's working because the this is what's not working because the numbers said so. So it had a little bit more value on both ends, both on the content provider and the providee. That's just me. Right. You're absolutely right. But I mean that being said, I, I do go over you know, a buddy's house, you know, for some of the bigger pay-per-views, you know, Rumble, Mania, SummerSlam, you know, I, and it's, it's still fun, but, and we'll, you know, we'll make drinking games out of it, but I mean, even, yeah. even last Rumble, last Rumble, we were all hanging out, and I can remember at the end, we're all like, like, usually we're like talking about it, like, oh, this happened, this happened, like, can you believe this? At the end, we were all like, all right, guys, see you later. Like, we didn't even want to talk about it because we were that disappointed in it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's become to having the product as it is now, it's not going to be the same as it was, you know, when purchasing a pay-per-view actually meant something. It's like, oh, you got all your buddies together, you had five or six buddies together, you all pitched in ten bucks. And you call it a day. And then, you know, everybody pitched in ten, fifteen dollars for beer and food. You called it a day. But now it's it's unfortunate that yeah, 
yeah, you, you know, someone may have the network and, you know, everybody just goes over that person's house, but the value isn't there because the other people that you're spending that time with may not be as vested into the paper too. So, uh, it's, 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 that too. so now they're just over there for the sake of being over, and it's, it's awesome that your friends want to hang out just for the sake of hanging out. That's what they should do anyway. You know, there's no, shouldn't be any ulterior motive. Well, yeah, but, I mean, it's but, always nice when you have, you know, a reason, you know, a common interest that you got, you know, that everybody is there for. Like I said, we'll make drinking games out of it. You know, whenever whenever there's an Undertaker match of Mania, you know, whenever we'll make two different kinds of drinks, whenever Taker kicks out, you do a shot of the, the one drink. You know, whenever his opponent kicks out, you do a shot of the other drink. Just because you know that's how it's going to be. Where you do, where you do a Cena match, you do a kick out the Cena match because he's always kicking out. I mean, it's it, it, you do little things like that, but you know, back in the day, you didn't really have to do that. You could just watch it and enjoy it and be like, oh man, like I can't believe this happened, or oh, did you see this move that this did, this guy did, or I can't believe this person turned on this person. Now it's like, oh, saw that coming. Oh, saw that coming too. Here's what we should do. You and I should just, you, me, and whoever wants to join in on this little endeavor. So let's just say, so let's just start writing just six months worth of material. So not from this WrestleMania. So we do next WrestleMania all the way up to, so six months prior to that. And just see what happens. And say, okay, well, this is how this is how we build it. This is how we do it. And just submit it in as an idea. <laughs> see what happens. So love, you wanna, love that. So you wanna you wanna make up our own storylines, not take theirs. Yes. I, yeah, that's 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 easy. I, me, and my brother do that shit all the time. All the time. Like, I'm, I'll tell you right now how this whole um, Universal Championship is going to play out. Number one, they're destroying this championship. They're destroying it. It has no relevance. Nobody gives a shit anymore. But here's how it's going to happen. Goldberg is going to lose the belt to Lesnar. Lesnar, Lesnar will either end up dropping the belt to somebody else, or he's going to retire champion. That way, the belt. He, he, if he doesn't drop the belt to somebody, it'll be it'll be like a round robin or a battle royal or something for that belt. And then Finn Balor's going to have to be in that conversation for that belt. Because if he's not, I'll not watch any WWE anything ever again. Because that's the biggest issue that they have. He was supposed to be the savior of Raw. He was supposed to be the face, the guy. And after he got hurt, they scrambled. And didn't know what to do, and it's so blatantly obvious that they've no what they're doing. But as soon as Baylor comes back, I can see things, you know, evolving, and you know, hopefully better storylines come along with it, and maybe, like I said, a redraft or something along those lines. But there are too many, too many things going on right now that make no sense, that carry no weight, where you're just waiting for this to be over. So the next feud can happen with these two people or whatever. So until they actually sit down and, and go through the, the roster 
and see what they can do with the people that they have or who they can move around, it, you're going to keep getting the same tired bullshit. And it sucks to say, but it's it's obvious. The writing is already on the wall. Now, I have I have heard grumblings about the Hardys coming back to the WWE. I heard about that, too. If they do, great, awesome. I don't know that I want to see them as the Broken Hardys, but I'm pretty sure that's what they're going to end up wanting to be. That way they can, like, be the new Wyatt family or something along those lines. But, you know, as far as as far as bringing other people in, I don't know who you can even bring in to help right now. You brought in, you know, on SmackDown, you brought in AJ Styles. You know, you have guys like Dean Ambrose. Seth Rollins will come back from injury. If they don't use the guys that they have, like their actual, like, A talent, if they don't start using them to the best of their abilities, guys are going to start leaving again. Guys are going to start going they should. And they'll go back to Ring of Honor. They'll go back to TNA. Even though WWE is the biggest, they can still be seen, and they can bring some prestige to these other brands that, you know, would boost them up into the same stratosphere as the WWE, give the WWE some actual competition. Because that's the other thing. They don't have any, any any real competition. Yeah, you might see Ring of Honor on TV here and there. You know, you hear about TNA and all that. But there's no legitimate competition. WWE is the best thing going, unfortunately. Yeah, and, and having these having these individual outfits, you know, TNA, New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, Lucha Underground, um, and then having all these people that are that become relegated to mid card and lower card superstars in WWE when they go, they finally get. Because, you know, TNA is not – it makes – because TNA and, and New Japan Pro Wrestling and uh, Ring of Honor are not – they're not looked at as competitors, but they get – those those people that leave get highlighted in such a light. You're like, well, why – and then WWE looks at it and says, why didn't we use this guy like this? Oh, because we're too – we are too scared to push the envelope with this with this person. That's what it comes down to. Fear. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a little disheartening. Like, it, it really is. Like, I'm, I don't know how, how else to say it. I don't know how else to cope with it. I don't know how else to make myself more intrigued. And it's, it sucks because I, I want to. People are like, oh, you watch wrestling? I'm like, yeah, I watch wrestling. They're like, oh, anybody I might know? I'm like, John Cena? Oh, okay, I know him. Great. Okay, awesome. But, you know, the real people that watch wrestling, the real people like you, my brother, you know, my other friends that I talk to about wrestling, like, we are all in the same boat with how fed up we are with this shit. And, you know, everybody knows that Raw is the better show, but it's – or, I mean, SmackDown's the better show, but, you know, Raw is really losing – everything that they've worked for. Yeah, and it, I, you know, maybe it, this is a time to bring it back to two hours. You know, uh, another idea would be to 
you know, you want the cruiserweights to be highlighted, you don't have to give them a show on the network. You still want three hours of television? Fine. Put put the cruiserweights in front of Raw for an hour and then have Raw, just the Raw superstars. Don't make them highlighted on, on Raw. Uh, don't make the cruiserweights highlighted on Raw. Just have the Raw superstars two hours. Yeah. And then that would that would condense a lot of the storylines. And you wouldn't have to keep switching the rings around. You wouldn't have yeah, to you're doing the ropes and all that bullshit. So take it off the network. You can find something else on that timeline to, to fill. Because after you watch two hours of SmackDown, you're going to watch an hour worth of wrestling on on the network. So you're just doing the same thing, but then you're doing it across both brands, and then you're not getting the same the same light. So if people don't want to watch the cruiserweights, or if that doesn't interest them, they'll shut it off, and they'll just tune in for the Raw. Well, and that's that's the problem, though. I think that they're fearful that for that one hour or whatever that you're going to put the cruiserweights on, that they're going to lose the viewers because not everybody really likes the cruiserweights. So if that's the case and you know, their ratings are going to dip for that hour, it's not worth them doing. You you honestly have a better chance of, you know, rolling out shitty matches with guys like Rusev and, you know, Sami Zayn and shit like that. You have better options or you, you have a better chance of people actually wanting to watch that more so than the cruiserweights, I think. Now, you know, could they actually boost these cruiserweights to a little bit of prestige? Yeah, I think so. Like I said, I think that that's, Cruiserweight match last night was the best match of the night. So these guys, these guys are athletic. You know, Austin Aries, they they put out a big promo for him coming back. You know, I, I I'm excited to see what he can do because you know what he can he can sell too. He he can he's on the mic. He can talk. So you know, him going up against a guy like Neville who can also talk a little bit. Everybody who just wants to see what Neville can do because he's a high flyer. You know, these these cruiserweights they they should be taken a little bit more seriously. But I can't take him seriously if all you're going to do is give me, you know, a show on the network. So, I don't well, know. I, you I, know, I, change, change cruiserweights to, to a different title. Because having, unfortunately, having them listed as cruiserweights defeats the purpose. That there's no real, there's no real muscle or, or you know, or, or teeth behind cruiserweight. Right. Oh yeah, you're you're in the cruiserweight division. Okay, well, what what what's your first what's your first inkling of a cruiserweight division? When you think of cruiserweight, you're not gonna you're not gonna think of someone who's chiseled rock hard like Neville. You're gonna think of oh, like they're just high flyers, they're they're acrobats, you know. But if you change it to something else, something that has some raw teeth to it, maybe they would actually get some some you know some push behind them. That's just me. Bring back Billy Kidman. <laughs> Downtown homeboy, huh? It was the biggest cruiserweight I ever saw. It was like it was like six five two thirty in the cruiserweight division. Yeah. <laughs> and they tried to pass him off for two fifteen. <laughs> yeah. Or two oh five or whatever that was. Two oh yeah, two oh five. Yeah, bullshit. Whatever. But dude, I I gotta go. I'm uh I got some stuff I got to do for work. I got to go pick up my son. I just pulled up myself. But this so, is uh, well, this is our this is our edition for Raw this evening. Um, 
you know, the first Raw after Fast Lane, Slow Lane, whatever. But, you know, hopefully we'll Jerry, have some better yeah. things to talk about. I think we're going to try to get back together and talk after uh, SmackDown. You know, yes. so we can have a little bit of compare and contrast, but also, you know, we'll be able to talk about anything or nothing that happens tonight and make our determinations on whether or not it's even worth talking about anymore. Yeah, we'll be, uh, you know, it could be crickets or it could be, it has to be either crickets or something wow, because at least it's something, you know, if even if it's crickets, it'll be worth talking about because it, it'll be shit. It'll either, it's either going to be as expected or it's going to be something that really blows your mind. Unfortunately, I yep. think it's going to be as expected. But um, I, I can't I can't make my decision either way. No. We'll circle back on Tuesday. Yes, sir. Well, that will do it for this edition of Progenitors and Wall Hangers. My name is Jim Lake. Part one. My name is Chris Bristow. And we will see you on the other side. Everybody have a good night. Peace.